Hi, welcome to the Mastering Mindset Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Matt. And today we have a very special topic on grief and leadership. Now, it's interesting. We're going to dive into this concept called DABDA, which you may be familiar with if you or a close relative or loved one has ever experienced grief. DABDA is the stages of grief, and it was developed by psychiatrists by the name of Elizabeth Kubler-Ross. Now, how does grief impact peak performance and leadership? Stay tuned for more. Welcome to the Mastering Mindset Podcast with Dr. Matt, where we will explore mastering your mindset. Hi, and welcome to the Mastering Mindset Podcast. Now, if you're new here, let me introduce myself. My name is Matt Park. I am a peak performance psychologist, and I also am an executive coach and a sports psychologist. A lot of different titles, but I play a lot of different roles. One of my primary roles is I work at NASA as an organizational development specialist. I'm a senior advisor at NASA and been working there uh, for about seven years. And I want to say before I even begin our podcast is that nothing that I say or do in this podcast is a representative of NASA or my work at NASA. This is completely separate. This podcast is my own venture of being able to provide resources and tools and tips for leadership, peak performance, and mental performance training, which is also another passion of mine. So just making these tools and this information accessible to the public. Let's begin. So grief, we're talking about grief and leadership and how this applies to leadership and peak performance. Uh, you know, the holidays are a very interesting time. For many of us, it's a time of celebration. It's a time of, you know, uh, gratitude and getting family together or friends together. A lot of times we associate holidays to, you know, good memories, family, friendships, love, warmth, presence. We associate a lot of positive emotions. But on the flip side, holidays can also represent a really difficult and challenging time where we have experienced losing a loved one. And all of a sudden, that feeling of family and connection and closeness is really blatantly in our face when we have lost the people that we love. So in this episode, we're going to address grief head on and see how it applies to peak performance, mindset, and leadership. So Elizabeth Kubler-Ross wrote a book called uh, On Death and Dying, and she really spent a lot of time with those on the verge of death. She collected a lot of different themes in her work as a psychiatrist, and she also observed different types of behaviors, motives, sayings, and the end-of-life experience. And she captured it in stages of grief. And she coined the stages of grief something called DABDA. DABDA is an acronym that stands for denial, anger, bargaining, depression, and acceptance. These are the five stages of grief. Now, it's not that somebody has to go through these stages in this order where they first experience a shock or denial of a particular loss, and then they experience anger, getting you know really blamey or pointing fingers of saying it's all their fault. 
maybe pointing at God. God, why did you do this to me? That anger stage. And then the bargaining starts to happen. God, please bring them back. Or please bring this back. I promise I'll be a good person. I promise I'll donate all my money. That bargaining stage is our chance to bargain with life or God or any type of spiritual being to get back what we have lost. Then we go in to what Elizabeth Kubler-Ross says, a depression stage. This is where the reality sinks in. It hits us hard and we realize life is never going to be the same because we are realizing this person or this thing will never come back. Once we move through a depressive state or a depressive stage, then we go into a stage of acceptance. And, you know, we may, in the cycle of grief, we may experience or get stuck in one stage, revert back to the other stage, skip another stage and go here, revert back. But essentially, Elizabeth Kubler-Ross is saying, these are the five stages that people go through before they get to the fifth one of acceptance. A lot of times, you know, people may experience grief and think that they have fully accepted the grief. If one has lost something or someone or position or something very valuable and meaningful in their life, and they jump straight across and over all these stages and into the acceptance and saying, I'm fine. A lot of times what Elizabeth Kubler-Ross would say is they're still stuck in stage one. They're in denial, right? I'm fine. It didn't impact me. I'm okay. The holiday seasons, if we had lost a loved one, brings up a lot of different emotions, a lot of conflicting emotions, a lot of great memories, but also great loss. If we have particularly lost a loved one. Holiday seasons can be really tough for people. And I just want to acknowledge that and make room for that. If you're going through that right now in this holiday season of 2023, some exercises that you can find on the internet or that you can look up if you are potentially going through grief during this holiday season is doing a, a kind of a memory experience. Uh, my wife and I, I, we recently lost um, her father. So my father-in-law had passed away. And this holiday season had brought up a lot of different emotions for us. One, um, we miss him. We miss him dearly. And it reminds us of all the great memories we spent with him. But also it reminds us of all the things that we're not going to be able to do with him anymore. Holiday seasons bring those up for us. So we have, um, you know, we collected a lot of different things that he loves uh, in a picture, and we do a little ceremony uh, at the dinner table to honor him in kind of processing our own grief and our emotions and accepting the fact that we are experiencing sadness and we're experiencing loss this holiday season. We're not going to try to deny it. We're not going to try to fight it. If the tears start coming, we're just going to honor those tears and, and allow it to come. This is just being able to move closer to that acceptance stage. How does this apply to leadership, peak performance, and mindset? I talk about this a lot in my academy and PGA, where we train on the mental performance to help elite golfers 
or amateur golfers take their game to the next level. A lot of it is how we can get to that acceptance stage. Acceptance of our thoughts, acceptance of our emotions, and acceptance of who we are as human beings, our identity. Oftentimes in peak performance, in any type of performance that you are in, we attach and associate our identity to our performance. And one of the first lines of work, one of the first things we do in peak performance training, in mindset training, is to detach and separate our outcome and our performance from our identity. This is crucial. Separate your outcome and your performance from your identity. Golf is not who you are. Golf is what you do. This is the words that I share with every single student that comes through our academy. It's one of the first things they hear, separating their outcome, performance outcomes from their identity. Golf or their behaviors or their outcomes or performances and whatever it is, it could be you're doing a startup and it could be your life and you're dedicating all your finances, your resources, your blood, sweat, and tears, your sacrifice from your relationships away from your kids, your family, your loved ones, and you're putting all of this into your work. You can feel like this is everything. This is your life. This is your identity. If you make it, you're a good person. You've succeeded. You're enough. You're worthy. If you don't make it and you fail, it can be like you have failed as a person that you're not enough. You're not good enough, you're not worthy enough, and you're unlovable. Even if you poured everything into one thing and it does not turn out the way that you had desired it to be, it doesn't mean you're unworthy or not enough. Brene Brown talks about this. She's a social worker that has an incredible podcast called Unlocking Us, and she also has written many countless books. She has a great TED Talk on the power of vulnerability. And in her work, in her research, she also shares that every single one of us is going to have a fall down moment where we're going to fall flat on our face. And it's not about if we fall down. It's when we fall down. Every one of us, you included, myself included, even, you know, our president of the United States included. Any one of us, we are going to fall down. It's not a matter of if we fall. It's the preparation of mindset of when we fall, what are we going to do? When we fall, we get right back up, dust off the dust from our shoulders, from our body, put a Band-Aid on the scrapes of our knees. We get back up and we move forward. In our academy, we say fail forward. And what that means to me is that every single one of us, we're going to experience a failure in one way, shape, or form. But moving forward in that failure, not overly identifying with our identity as being a failure, Rather, separating our identity from the experience of failure 
so we can look at the failure objectively. Look at it with eyes of curiosity of saying, okay, what, what did I do well in this failure? And what didn't I do well? What could I have changed for next time in this failure? If we're able to detach and separate from this experience, as opposed to personally attaching to the experience of failure, where we start calling ourselves a failure, then that detachment from it allows us to have a little bit of space so we can see this experience and learn from it. Mindset is all about creating space from your experiences where we're not infused with everything we do in terms of our performance outcomes, where our performance outcomes equals our worth and our identity, but rather mindset is about creating separation of observing our thoughts, being here, noticing and accepting that whatever comes is what it is. We have a choice in how we respond and how we react to every single thought that comes through. I want to circle back to the stages of grief and how it applies to different types of changes you might be going through in life. You might not be going through a loss where you, you haven't lost a parent, you haven't lost a spouse, you haven't lost a loved one or a friend in your life yet. We are all going to experience that in one shape or form. But maybe you haven't experienced that yet. How does Dabda and the stages of grief, how might that apply in your life? In leadership, there have been a lot of um, gurus in leadership who've taken this model of the stages of grief and applied it to change. Any type of change, significant change, or transitions that are happening in your life. So let's say uh, I, get, I, I got fired and I'm going into a new job. The experience of getting fired or the experience of separating from our job, that first initial stage is like the stages of grief where we experience denial and shock. No, 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 no. This can't be happening to me. No, I, I, I don't believe it. No, think, things, this is just um, temporary or this was a mistake. That initial stage of shock or disbelief or dismay of denial happens to us when we're experiencing some type of change, which can also resemble a sense of loss. Then we go into a blaming mode, whether we blame others or we blame ourselves. You see, in the stage of anger, we need something tangible to point our finger at, whether it's at other people or at ourselves. We need reasons for unpredictable matters. When we experience loss, change, or grief, we need to know why. Oftentimes, that's a, a human driver to figure out why did this happen? What caused it? How can I have prevented it? Anger kicks in where we start to blame others. We start to blame ourselves, or we even start to blame God. Then we go into a bargaining stage. And the bargaining stage basically is when we start to bargain with life to get that same identity back in one way, shape, or form. When we realize that we can't bargain with life, that it's actual 
truth that we are going to lose this position, then we go into a depressive state, right? Now, mind you, this change happens when it is often unexpected and when we have lost something valuable and meaningful. If you lose or step away from a job that you hated, that's not an experience of loss or grief. That's a celebration, a transition into something new, a greater opportunity. That's a completely different mindset. Right now, we're talking about a sense of loss, right? Grief or change transitions that resemble grief and loss. So we went through a stage of shock, then a stage of anger, a stage of bargaining, and it hit us. This reality that we're not going to get this position, title, or this thing back in our life. After we move through these stages, then we start to pull our you know, socks up and our boots up, and we start to get back into the field, and we start looking again. We start to accept the reality that this is our new truth, our new reality, and we move forward. This is the point where we begin to really train mindset of focusing on what you want to create, envisioning your future, and manifesting what's to come. Mindset work is really, really important for you to shape your reality because perception becomes reality. We hear that all the time, but what does that really mean? What you perceive, what you can envision, what you can believe and conjure up inside will in fact become the lens of which you see through life. The law of attraction is if you start seeing things in your life that you want to see, you'll start seeing it. If you continue to get stuck in a particular stage of grief or loss or change, according to Elizabeth Kubler-Ross, your, your lens and your perspective of how you see life will be filtered through that stage of grief. So it's really important to acknowledge that you are going through grief, you are going through life, and you are going through loss. And it's okay. If you're stuck in an anger stage, just let it be known that I'm going through this normal process of grief and I might be angry right now, but I need to go through it. I'm going to accept it. Uh, I'm not going to necessarily force my way out of it. I'm just going to be here right now and accept that this is part of the natural stages of moving through this season of my life. So in this holiday season, as we move out of Thanksgiving and into Christmas season, a lot of different people might be experiencing different things inside. These things inside are often invisible. You don't know what the person next to you is going through. Just be mindful that if you are celebrating with loved ones, be present and celebrate. Enjoy these moments. Make memories. Have a great and blessed time. If, on the other hand, you are remembering those that you've lost or you feel a sense of grief, just know that you're not alone, that many people in this world are experiencing what you're experiencing, and there are many different stages that this particular season in life might be very challenging and difficult for you. 
but it is a season like the weather of our universe. Weather rainstorms come and they go, come and go. This is life. So we need to learn that whatever we experience, acceptance is key. Acceptance that we all go through seasons of life, that we are all going to fall down. And it's a matter of being able to separate our performance outcomes from our identity so we can look at our failures with curiosity and learn from them. And we all go through different things, different emotions at different times, and it's okay. So I wish you safety and health this holiday season. I, I look forward to continuing to be in your ear and to continue to be on this journey with you towards a peak performance mindset. Thanks for tuning in.